The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome back to another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host, Devin Ellington at D-A-L-E-007. This is a hoop-ball.com, hoop-ball.com presentation. You can find us at Hoopball Gaming on Twitter or at Hoopball Tweets. We also got the motherboard, the mothership over at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter because Folks, it is that time of the year. Fantasy basketball has taken over, and um, it's basketball season again. It was a quick, short turnaround of an offseason. You know, the show and myself was warning you that that was going to happen, and it's kind of weird that it's actually happening now, but it's the case. So go over on to hoop-ball.com. Check out our premium content that we just launched. Got the wager pass here for us over on the gaming side. Um... $5.99, and you're going to get all sorts of media, all sorts of content, great picks and analysis from the team over here on the gambling side. You've got DFS winners every day. You've got Discord chats for everything that you could need. The Fantasy Pass is going to help you win your league. Aaron Bruski and Dan Bresbris, our two founding fathers, they consistently win leagues, give people money based off of the the hard work and the diligence that they put in with their data. Go over there, check it out. Hoopball360 will give you all of it. If you don't want all of it, you've got all sorts of options to choose from and tailoring your needs. Like I said, the Discord server chats are uh, popping up now. It was a new idea that we threw into the premium side. You've got um, uh, intimate access to your uh, most favorite handicappers and hoop ball contributors over here and uh, you ask us questions you're going to get a response you're going to get a um, launching pad launching board for discussion and uh, it's going to be a great time looking to you know interact with a lot more of you guys Um, Blake Lawich Twitter follower of mine I've been interacting with here and there over the last few months he jumped in the discord server last night excited to get him some college football and college basketball picks so Blake welcome on in thanks bud so yeah that's the premium spill I know you know it's one of those things that some people don't like when a show just goes on and on and on about the products that they're selling and all that good stuff but hey we want to help you win money so I'm going to get it out on the top of the show. We have great stuff to offer, and um, I'd be doing it a disservice, and I'd be remiss in my position if I didn't remind you of that. So once again, the show is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Weed Whacker just came out to help take care of those pesky nose and ear hairs. It's going to also help you take care of other sensitive areas to uh, take advantage of that non-pool, non-stick technology, so you don't get those shave or razor bumps. It's going to help take care of the areas that hair just kind of pops out of that you need to get taken care of. The Lawnmower 3.0, still pretty new technology within the last few months, waterproof, fully electric. These two pair together just like PB&J, and I would recommend getting you um, both of them by using promo code HOOPBALL20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. These products you're going to get free shipping on. You're going to get also 20% off. 
They have other phenomenal products such as beard balms, oils, tinctures, grooming kits, all the good stuff to help take care of your man or you. Hoopball20 is a promo call code. Manscaped.com is the website. Do it. All right, guys and gals, folks of all ages, natures, and genders. We're going to go ahead and talk about mostly collegiate sports today. We got some college football championship games for conferences are starting. And then I have also got some basketball to get to. I'm going to try to fly through this a little quicker. I know every time I say that, I typically go longer just because, well, I like to talk. But also, I like to share good information. So we're going to have about four or five games tipping off at noon Eastern time. It's 11.15 Eastern right now. So I'm going to try to plow through this. I know we probably won't be able to get to it in time for the noon games, but you'll at least be able to hear me talk about everything that I've got on my mind as far as college hoops. We had a losing day on the wager pass last night. Wyoming didn't cover the first half. They didn't cover the full game. So there went um, two units alone in that game. Um, Coastal Carolina didn't cover at half against Delaware State, decided to blow them out by 50 in the second half. And um, the winner uh, was the first play of Southern Illinois covering. So had a one in three day for minus three and a half units. Time to bounce back though. Got some really good value today. And what I'm gonna do today, I'm gonna do a little off the cuff. Today I haven't done all my diehard, you know, digging in diagnostic research numbers like I normally do. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna generally just kind of talk about some games that have really spoken to me and that have really just stuck out. I'm going to start with college basketball because that's what's starting first. Then I'll roll into the pigskin and the gridiron because, hey, it is still typically, it is football Friday still here at Hootball. But also it's the return of the NAAC, the MAC, the elongated MAC, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. I've got about four names of those that I've picked. Uh, Josh Millman and I used to do this on Mid-Major Fridays where I would pick the Ivy League and the MAAC last season. The MAAC was a profitable league for me, and I think I've already found a trend to keep an eye on in this season in this conference. So I'm looking forward to handicapping those games and getting some picks and some winners out there for you guys. So just going to start with the first game that caught my attention over on on uh, the cards and the books. So Virginia Military Institute taking on Gardner-Webb. Um, and here's my thinking. I like it in the first half. Virginia Military Institute and Gardner-Webb are essentially the same team. As far as rankings go, they are ranked dead even in the first half. They score about the same amount of points. They allow them the same amount of points. True shooting and floor percentage is pretty accurate. As far as other metrics and full game stats, I think Virginia Military Institute covers this game on the full spread, but I also wanted to just shrink it and eliminate some risk on my end and just go ahead and take that first half. Um, I've got plus two and a half on VMI, and that is gonna be something that I am looking forward to today. That is a noon game. So again, folks, I apologize. I don't think we're gonna get to the noon games, but that is the first game that's sticking out in my mind. VMI should not be getting five points in the full game. I think they actually win this game outright. Northern Arizona taking on Eastern Washington. Now, you know what? That's a 9 p.m. game. So let me get in order of time here and get my head straight. 
A um, couple 5 p.m. games that caught my attention on my first glances and my bookmarks of bets. St. Peter's, here's one of those MAAC games, minus one and a half against Monmouth. Monmouth has only played one game this year, and it was against, um, oh boy, who was it against? I just had it in my head, and then I lost it. Of course, Hofstra. They lost to Hofstra, which was a pick that we had in a winning play in the wager pass. Hofstra. They lost by about eight points, if I remember right. So St. Peter's, um, they're a short favorite, minus one and a half at minus 110. And I actually really like the money line at minus 115. Also, if you want to tease this down to just a one-point game to get away from that hook, I wouldn't be mad at you. St. Peter's has looked really good to start this season in comparison to the rest of the teams in this conference. Monmouth, they've only played that one game. They've had multiple games canceled. And St. Peter's, they've become pretty efficient on the early parts of the season. They're putting the ball in the hoop, and they're also getting a few turnovers on defense. I really like what I'm seeing from the St. Peter's team. I liked them last year in the MAAC, and I think, you know, this year's going to be a little bit better for them. They returned a lot of people. They returned some continuity, and uh, I think you're going to see them perform really, really well in this game today against Monmouth. Just to throw a couple numbers out there so you know I'm not just talking full steam, but in the overview, these teams head-to-head. -head, uh, Monmouth has a minus eight-point differential. Now, remember, they've only played one game, so the sample size is real small, so maybe I should just focus on St. Peter's. Uh, they have a plus 1.8 differential, uh, 15 assists per game, 36.5 total rebounds per game. I'm expecting them to win this rebound battle. Offensive rebound percentage 25.6, so they should probably get a few extra, extra possessions. And then on the defensive side of the ball, St. Peter's has been playing really, really well. 64.7 opponent points per game with a 47% opponent effective field goal percentage. They also grab four blocks a game, 8.7 steals per game, and they foul less than what I think Monmouth will do. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about some matchup stats just to kind of see where uh, St. Peter's ranks as far as an efficient offense. So as of right now, they shoot 48.3 from the effective field goal percentage department, which is 196 best out of 330 schools. Their best offensive category is going to be their three-point percentage. The number of uh, shots that they put up on the three-pointers, um, they take about 23s per game. They shoot 35.2% for 112th best in the country. I'm expecting Monmouth to still be over the 300 or the 275 ranked mark for almost all of these defensive metrics after this game. And whenever you look at St. Peter's as a defensive team, they are pretty balanced. Their best um, defensive measure is going to be that the fact that they hold their opponents to uh, the 37th best in two-point percentage and 37th best in field goals made. They only allow their opponents to make 21 and a half field goals per game. And then 42.5% shooting percentage from the two-point strike or two-point range for their opponents. So St. Peter's overall a very uh, balanced defense. And whenever they play a smaller school like themselves and they're better than them, I think it's actually going to be a way more advantageous matchup. So I think St. Peter's gets the job done today. I really like what they um, have got going on here. And one other thing I want to look at before I go, make sure there's nothing that sticks out on this game. Um, like I said, four blocks a game for St. Peter's. That's best for 76th in the country. 
look for them to get a couple of slots today, maybe, you know, two or three before the end of the first half. Okay. All right. That does it for the first MAAC game. I really like that matchup. St. Peter's today. Probably going to, you know, I haven't submitted any plays for the wager pass today, but that's probably going to be one of my favorites today. BYU plus seven at San Diego State. This is just kind of an opinion field game. BYU's faltered the last couple of games. San Diego State, they've actually been playing really, really well. Um, you know, they are still undefeated. And here's my thinking. I'm seeing a lot of money, a lot of sharp money, a lot of big money, and um, a lot of uh, um, top experts um, betting on e uh, BYU. Like I said, I was scrolling through the numbers last night after I closed the bar, and as uh, I was decompressing from work, I just kind of took in some numbers, and this one stuck out to me. Like I said, I don't have any numbers or rationale for every single game that I'm about to discuss, but this is much more of a first glance for today um, podcast, and I'm going to go ahead and give you my thought processing with these things. So BYU plus seven, San Diego State. Um, in the power rankings that I use, San Diego State's 35th, BYU's 58th. So they're not too, too far apart. I think this is going to be a closely contested game. BYU has a chance to upset San Diego State and give them their first loss. So keep an eye on that game. That'll be a good, fun game. 5 p.m. Eastern tip-off time on that one. Richmond minus 2.5 at Loyola, Illinois. And this one, I think this number is just way too low. Richmond is one of the most efficient defenses and offenses in all of college basketball. Loyola, they're one-dimensional. They have Cameron Wiggs still for, I think, the fifth season playing center for them. He was a part of that magical run that they had to the Final Four a few years ago, three years ago. And, well, this team's not as exciting as the team that I'm referring to. They're, like I said, a little more one-dimensional. They don't play as good of defense as Richmond does. And real quickly, I'm just going to check the injury report, make sure there's nothing going on. Looks like Richmond, um, they have a guard that's been ruled out since November, so nothing new. Overview. Let's check out an overview for these two teams. All right. So it's looking like, based off an overview, on the surface, Loyola is actually pretty even as far as, you know, just like points per game, effective field goal percentage, free throw attempts per field goal attempt. Um, so those kinds of things are matching up. But whenever I really dig into, say, matchup or efficiency stats, I think that's where you're going to see the biggest blemishes and discrepancies. I also want to check the dual game log out because Loyola, I don't think they've played really too many, you know, yeah, so they, they had a, you know, 14-point loss to Wisconsin recently. That game went over the 125-and-a-half line that I liked. And then they've also played Illinois-Chicago, uh, and then they played Chicago State. So, and then a Division II school. Richmond, they've played so much competition to start this season. Their only loss being against West Virginia. But they beat Moorhead State. They've beaten Kentucky. They've beaten Wofford. They've beaten Northern Iowa. And then they just beat Vanderbilt to cover for a wager pass play a couple days ago. They beat Vanderbilt by 11. And Vanderbilt was one of the best and most efficient rebounding teams, defensive teams, blocking, steals, um, creating turnovers, inside post play. And, you know, Richmond shut all that down. So 
what I'm looking for here is Richmond to continue their dominance, their efficiency. Um, I could see them winning their first 15 games of the season. And just real quick, they shoot 32nd best in the country at 49% on their shooting percentage. They are the 22nd best team in two-point percentage at 58.4%. And I think where Richmond's going to be able to make some money against Illinois, Loyola, is going to be in the fact that um, they don't allow a ton of opponent free throw attempts per game. Loyola, um, they're going to need to get to the line to keep this close. And I think Richmond is just too smart defensively. Um, Loyola, Chicago, you know, just some first half numbers to throw out there. They allow 31.7 points for their first half opponents. Richmond scores 36.93 first half points, 94th best in the country. Loyola scores 35 and a, almost 35 and a half in the first half. So we're looking at about 72 points combined in the first half based off of what those two teams score. Based off what they allow, we're looking at um, 60. Five, about 66. So real quickly, let me pull up a first half line, see kind of where odds makers and books makers have their heads at and uh, see if we can't find some value in the first half while I just do this show on the cuff here. All right. So it's looking like over under 66 and a half. I'm leaning towards the over on that one. I also want to lean, not official plays, but I want to lean 31 and a half team total over for Richmond because I think that they get there. Both team totals right now are set at 31 and a half. So that's, you know, based off of what Vegas is telling us, they're saying that this total should be 62, 63. But I want to go contrarian on this and I want to go over. Both the over and under is minus 110 for the first half at 66. So whenever their you know heads or tails not able to go which way, you know Vegas that is, I would always be inclined to the over with um, teams such as the two we have here with pretty good offenses. Both teams score forty points in the second half, but I think the defenses will clamp in the second half. So um, Richmond's going to need to re rebound the ball in this game. Loyola, they've gotten a little bit of an advantageous matchup. Um, recency bias based on their rebounding. Um, they've allowed the eighth best opponent offensive rebound percentage at 15.2%, which I think will negatively regress, especially against this Richmond team, um, just because of the competition that they've played. So I like this game a lot. Going to look more into those first half plays. And those will be some fun ones to keep an eye on. Make sure to keep an eye out on Twitter. I'm going to submit some stuff in the wager pass. Um, real briefly, over 137.5 Chicago State, Northern Illinois. Chicago State allows about 90 points a game. Northern Illinois, um, or I'm sorry, Northern Iowa. No, it is Illinois, NIU. I always get them mixed up. The Huskies out in the MAC. Yeah, so over 137 in that game. Davidson, Rhode Island. Uh, Davidson plus five as a road dog right now. I really like that. Their offense has seemed to just kind of keep doing what they've been doing the last 10, 15 years, and that's been an efficient offense that fills in the production that they lose year in, year out. That coach is phenomenal. Um, look for Davidson to be competitive against Rhode Island, cover the five points, and I think Davidson even gets the win in this game, to be honest. 
I've got a feeling about Davidson um, getting a nice resume building win here. They're three and three, so this would get them over the 500 mark. And uh, a lot of sharp action, a lot of money on Davidson to do so. And uh, as of right now, plus 120 on the money line. And I think that offers a decent amount of value. Minus 140 for Rhode Island. Not too big on that side. Davidson plus the five. Um, this was a number I grabbed last night. It's all the way down to two and a half, guys. And so that's why I do this. This is why I get on the line super, super early because from the moment that you go to bed to the moment you wake up, there's good, there could be a four-point swing and you could have missed the best uh, number on a number that you really liked and now you have one less play on your card and one that you were probably confident in. So look at these lines often and early, y'all. That's what I'm saying. Um, Tennessee State plus Belmont. Tennessee State's getting 10 points. I like that. Belmont, great, great, great squad. Six and one right now. Um, the numbers already dropped to seven and a half. Man, these spreads are dropping like crazy. Um, says something about my eye, though. I think that means that I'm on the right side. I'm on the right track. My eyes are telling me the right thing. Um, it's all about just when and how you jump on these with how many units and all that good stuff, folks. Um, Let's see, Western Carolina, College of Charleston. I really like this game, but what I've got here is Western Carolina plus 130 on the money line. These, they're a defensive team. If you don't know a lot about Western Carolina, um, the power rankings I've got, they're number 197 in the country. Coastal Care or College of Charleston is 177, so not too far off as far as their rankings. Let's make sure we have nothing crazy going on on the injury report. We are clean there. Overview, these teams should be pretty evenly rated. But College of Charleston has a minus seven point diff. Um, assist per game, 13.7 advantage to a 13 for College of Charleston. Um, Western Carolina has got the 13.7. Both of these teams at 36 total rebounds a game. 52.9 effective field goal percentage for Western Carolina, 82 points per game. They allow 81 a game, however. Um, so they're going to have to get some defensive stops this game, not foul as much. But I like their chances to win this game. I'm going to look at some matchup stats, see how they rank within the country rankings. Um, they're an efficient offense, Western Carolina is. They're top 75 in, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, six categories. They're 78th in effective field goal percentage. College of Charleston is 245th in opponent effective field goal percentage. So look for Western Carolina to be able to sink some shots and make some really good calls here. Shooting efficiency, they're an efficient squad. 63rd best in the country, 247th worst for College of Charleston. So look for efficient and effective field goal shooting from this Western Carolina team. They shoot 55% from their two pointers. Look for their near proximity and mid range game to be strong. Then they also, as a team, they're ranked 84th in shooting percentage alone. So they get the ball in the hoop, like I said. Three-pointers made, three made and three-pointers attempted per game, 56 and 76 in the country, respectively. And then they are 41st best in the country in field goals made per game. Um, yeah, this, this is an efficient Western Carolina team. I like the plus 130. And um, we got a dog that hopefully can get barking tonight. Like I said, they're going to have to clean up the some metrics on the defensive side, 
because College of Charleston is pretty efficient on offense, not as efficient as Western Carolina, but they are there. They are. College of Charleston allows 40 first half points per game, 291st worst in the country. Western Carolina allows 33.7 first half points per game. So we could be in store for about 75 points in the first half. And then as far as the offenses, it looks like they score about combined 72 points, 75th best in the country for Western Carolina, 36.8 points per first half. So let's take a look at a first half number for them since I've been on kind of a first half train lately with a lot of these things. And let's see what we got as far as some team totals. So it's looking like 69 is the number, A, 69 is the number for the first half total, minus 110 to both, no shade, no favoritism. And then the team totals, we have 35 and a half, 35 and a half for uh, College of Charleston, and we have 33 and a half for Western Carolina. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and go over 33 and a half for the team total for Western Carolina in the first half. I really like that a lot. I think that offers some good value. I think they score 35 at least. Like I said, they score 36 on the season. College of Charleston allowing 40 first half points per game. And I wanna make sure that it's not due to weak competition. So let me check the dual game log out. College of Charleston, they've played North Carolina, not a walkover. They've played Furman, which Furman is a great team for them come college basketball tournament season time. They'll be in the big dance. Marshall, one of the best um, teams in regards of returning production. And then of course, South Carolina State. South Carolina State is a chump of a school. Um, so yeah, pretty good competition as far as who Charleston has faced. North Carolina, Furman, Marshall, makes sense that they've allowed a decent amount of those first half points. But I still like what Western Carolina has been able to do against NC Wilmington, against NC Asheville, both underrated defensive teams. They beat both of those schools. They put a decent amount of good points on them on ha at half before halftime. Now throw out the whole Division II Piedmont and then Division II Newberry games. They played them on the middle, in the middle of the season. So that could help be inflating uh, some of their looks and whatnot. Tennessee Tech, um, that was a one point victory. So there's, um, you know, a close game there. NCANT, another small school that's pretty decent this year. Um, and then you got VCU. VCU, one of the best defensive teams in the country in almost every dynamic. So I don't think it's flukish based off both schedules. Sure, Charleston allowing 40 points per first half. I don't think it's going to chop off 10 points against this Western Carolina team. I am confident that they get over that 33 and a half in the first half. So give me that. I like Western Carolina plus 130 on the money line. I like it even more now that we dug into it together a little further. All right, moving right on. I'm going to move into some more college basketball. And um, let's see, I talked about the over in the Chicago State game, um, Western Carolina, Iowa State getting 15 and a half at West Virginia in Morgantown. West Virginia has just been rolling and, you know, I've talked about it before. Scary stuff happens in Morgantown. It's a tough place to go play. I usually don't like betting on teams going to play in Morgantown, but this Iowa State team, sure, they lost a lot of production. They did. They lost a ton. They lost a couple guys to the NBA. But here's the thing. There's a system that I'm tracking and some line movement predicting that I'm seeing. I'm seeing that 
Iowa State's probably going to come down to 15 here in a little bit. So if you want to get those 15 and a half and 16s, I would jump on them. And then it's um, <clears throat> the system that I'm following is, you know, teams that have started the season poor against the spread against teams that are good against the spread. It's a 55% win percentage and uh, 7% ROI. ROI, I would love there to be a little bit more uh, juice on that, but 55% win percentage is not bad. So I'm going to take a stab with 50 or 15 and a half point uh, road dog Iowa State tonight. 59% of the money is on them. So it looks like we got some big guys betting on them. And um, looks like this is actually dropping to 14 and a half in some books. So yeah, it, it literally just dropped to 15 while looking at it. So it's going to get to 14 and a half soon, guys. If you like that one, get on it. I know Morgantown is scary, but Iowa State, you know, they're still a decent school and a team in this Big 12. And uh, before I try to sell you on soiled goods, let me make sure I don't have anyone on the injury report. Um, all right, well, I'm glad I did that. Trey Jackson out um, guard for Iowa State. Don't know what his depth is for them, what he does for them. I uh, can't say I'm too, too familiar with Trey Jackson, but it was ruled on the 17th. So yesterday that he's going to be out tonight. So that could hurt. Um, so yeah, maybe see if people, uh, maybe see if the Iowa State line moves up now that Trey Jackson's been ruled out. Again, I don't know how important he is to this team, so shame on me. Based off the line movement projector that I'm seeing, I think people are still going to keep buying this Iowa State team. So I think it's a buy low spot for him. I think this is a good spot for us to go ahead and get an Iowa State ticket in. Um, all right. How dare I? I skipped right over Iona and uh, Ryder. So the trend and what I've been seeing in the MAAC is when, because these teams, you know, they play, they're playing each other back-to-back -back nights. They're playing one-and-ones back-to-back, um, you know, with the whole 2020 COVID-19 schedule. So this is the first game. I've noticed teams in the MAAC that are favored, and they usually favor them by, you know, by a point and a half to four. Um, these are close games. These are teams that are familiar. These are small schools. These are teams that retain a lot of players. So familiarity is there. So right now, Iona is a one and a half point favorite, or that's what I locked in. And uh, the teams that are the favorite in the first game of these MAAC uh, team or schools matchups tend to win the first game by like double digits. I've noticed it. It just and this is an I thing. It's not a system I'm following. Maybe I should put a system together. But it seems like every MAAC game or whatever conference are doing these, you know, back-to-back -back games, the first game, the favorite just rolls. And then the second game, the team that got rolled the night before covers. It, they're both hitting at like 80%. I kid you not. So I'm going to kind of test it out again tonight with both my MAAC picks with St. Peter's at minus two and a half. I'm sorry, at minus one and a half. And then Iona at minus one and a half. I'm looking at both of these teams to win by at least six. Um, I think that they can roll. And I want to see this trend continue because it's pretty interesting. I thought it was pretty neat. Um, based off of what I've seen so far. And it was just kind of weird, the fact that it's happened so, so, so much. So 
like I said, you're not going to see huge spreads in this conference with these teams matching up with one another because they are so similar. They're, I mean, this is essentially like um, Walmart version of the Ivy League, the MAAC, you know, it's a lot of smart fellas. You got schools in there like Siena, Iona has been, you know, staples of the NCAA tournament for quite some time now. St. Peter's is an arising power in that conference. So I really like the spot here for Iona and St. Peter's tonight in that first of the back-to-back -back games as a favorite system that I'm putting into play here. So I'm just kind of tracking that data in my, my own way. And then I like a couple more games here on the basketball side. Then I'll talk a couple of college football games and some professional pigskin to go ahead and wrap up this football Friday, even though I've been spending all my time on the basketball side. Um, Air Force plus 12 and a half at Nevada. The Wolfpack lost about 40% of their production from last season. And I don't really have a lot of faith in Nevada. Air Force, not a solid, solid basketball program. I'd be more comfortable betting on their football. But here's the thing. The system that I was tracking for the Iowa State West Virginia game is the same system that's telling me that I should take a stab at Air Force plus 12 and a half. It's a lot of points. And, um, you know, you never know. It's college basketball. There's a ton of parity within college basketball. You can get to one spot or you can get to the other and think that you're locked in, ready to go, and then college basketball happens. So right now, it looks like a point's been shaved off the total. So people are coming in on the Air Force side. It's down to 11 and a half. Like I said, these were my first glances as I was getting off work last night. Uh, after I had closed the bar. So 12 and a half is what I locked in for the um, Air Force Falcons team. Let's run through some basic numbers here and make sure that we aren't um, in a bad spot as far as injuries. Let's make sure that there's no major stats that you know are gonna kick us in the butt for ignoring and uh, just see if there's anything that sticks out to us in these games. So first and foremost, I always check the injury report. We're clean, we're good. And then here we go. Point differential, minus six and a half for Air Force, plus 0.2 for Nevada. So sure, Air Force is negative, but it's not that far off. They shoot better than Nevada by a little bit on the percentage side. And then they're very close in free throw attempts for every field goal attempt. Um, offensive rebound percentage has got awful for Air Force. They're only at 10.8%, which is probably one of the best or worst in the country. Um, so they're going to have to get some extra rebounds tonight. Uh, Nevada is a strong rebounding team. The thing that sticks out to me, though, is Air Force allows 62 points per game from their opponents, which is seven points less than Nevada's. So if they can get a few extra rebounds, a few extra possessions, get some steals, play good defense, um, they foul less than Nevada, so maybe they get some more free throws than the Wolfpack does. That would be huge. Um, get a few more steals than what um, Nevada does and get, like I said, they, they got to come in and get some extra possessions. So while I'm looking at this game and I'm thinking about extra possessions, I'm going to look up a stat that I've been really enjoying. And... It's extra scoring chances per game. And right now for your context, 
Tennessee, Eastern Kentucky, and Houston all rank in the top three. Those are your top three. Wake Forest and Baylor round out the top five for extra scoring chances per game. So let me hit Command F and let me find Air Force. Air Force, they're <laughs> minus seven at 291st in the country and extra, extra chance uh, possessions per game. I was hoping that they would maybe have some hidden uh, value within some metrics and some of these obscure stats that might help them get some extra possessions. Now let me check Nevada because chances are they're pretty close. So Nevada 241st minus 3.3. So both these teams struggle at getting extra possessions per game. So that actually make you know that I feel a little bit better about Air Force being on the negative side now that Nevada is as well. And then one last stat I want to check and you know it's just a uh, it's it's one of those stats that you know some people like to use some don't whatever but I really like looking at floor percentage because it shows consistency it shows what a team can do game in and game out as far as turning stuff into production and uh, let's see where Nevada ranks as far as floor percentage 43.9 percent of their possessions they turn into points um, 210 in the country. Let's see where Air Force is at. They're probably going to be a little worse if I, you know, would guess. 288, 39.2%. So yeah, like I said, these teams are really, really, really close within all these other different metrics. So the fact that Air Force is getting 12 and a half, now 11 and a half points, um, I think that speaks volumes. I'd probably bet it all the way down to 11, maybe 10 and a half. And then if you want to throw it into a 10-team super, you know, this is a good spot to go ahead and get another 10 points. So why not just go ahead and throw Air Force in there at 22 and a half, 22 on his three-team super. Um, that sounds super. That sounds splendid. So last college basketball game for me, um, and then we will go ahead and move on to the college football and briefly run through some picks that I've made on tally site for both. Uh, last college basketball game I'm looking at, 10.05 Eastern Time. A um, couple of chase games between the Air Force game and this game. Weber State, Portland State, Portland State minus two. And um, I just, you know, again, this was a line that stuck out to me. It's down to minus one and a half. So it looks like some people are coming in on Weber State. But, you know, Portland State at home. Let me check some power rankings. Let me make sure that nothing absolutely crazy is going on. Portland State power rated a little bit worse by about eight spots than what Weber State is, but uh, make sure that we aren't down any key guys. Nope, injury report's good. Overview, check out this. Portland State, um, both these teams are in a minus 11 point differential. So even in that regard, turnover percentage advantage to Portland State. Portland State looks to be a little bit better on the defensive side of the ball right now. Let me check and see what these folks have done as far as the dual game lock, who they've played. Portland State's played Portland, Northwest University, which is Division II, and then Washington State. They lost by nine points to Wazoo. Um, two Division II teams for Weber State, and then Boise State. Uh, they lost by 11, 70 to 59 to Boise State. So based off of the games played, I like Portland's schedule. Portland State's a little bit better because, you know, Weber State's played two Division II teams. So you're going to see some obscurities in their division. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, in their division one ranks and stats. You know, Weber State's stats are probably going to be a little inflated based off of who they've played. 
but they they're still you know pretty bad with their numbers even though they played those two division two schools so that gives me a little more you know reprieve in the fact that portland state gets this done portland state ranks pretty bad as far as um you know shooting percentage but that can positively regress shooting efficiency could regress in the positive side of things free throws made and attempted per game they're top 60 in both 38th and 57th three-point attempts per game 25.5 for 64th best in the country they need to make more of those they only make five um weber state's allowing their opponents to make 11 threes point eight per three-pointers per game right now so look for that to help them out Field goal attempts per game, like I said, 34th best in the country. And Weber State allows their opponents to get a bunch of points off. Um, defensive rebound percentage, they are top 10, Portland State is. They're a top 10 rebounding team right now. So, yeah, give me Portland State minus one and a half, minus two. I'm actually going to use the line movement to my advantage. Um, I might just go ahead and buy the extra hook, go down to a, you know, minus one. Um, and then... Hold on, let me at least see what kind of value there is in the um, in the um, money line. Minus 130, mm, if I buy the hook down to, you know, minus one, it's probably going to be minus 120. So I'll probably just stay buying the hook um, at minus 120. Um, if you get minus one, minus two, either which way, whichever way you want to buy it, go for it. I think it's a good way to go. All right. Next, I'm going to talk about mybookie.ag. Use promo code HOOPBALL. Go over there, get an initial deposit bonus of 100%. Get great customer service. You're going to get a $10 free wager to put on futures bets, uh, college basketball, NFL, baseball. We've got, you know, basketball coming up, NBA, some season win totals to take advantage of. Uh, Dan and Brew just did the full head-to-head -head season win totals for each team in the NBA. So you got some futures to take advantage of in that regard. And then, you know, they got the blackjack. They got the casino games. MyBookie.ag's got it all. Go over there, use promo code HoopBall. Let them know that we sent you. Let them know that Devin sent you specifically. They actually, you know, they email us. They let us know. So it's always nice to get an email whenever the our rep or, you know, the person that handles our, our account is like, hey, you know, Devin sent over six people today. You know, that, that's a cool thing. It's a cool feeling. We like that. It makes us feel good. It makes us feel like you're listening to us. So mybookie.ag, promo code HOOPBALL. Get some nice goodies over there. All right, all right, all right. Let's briefly do this. I'm going to talk about two college games, and then I'm going to wrap the last tail end of this show up rather briskly. I'm mostly just going to do a tally site read like I've done in the past. I'm going to run through some games that I've got picked. And then I'm going to go ahead and just kind of steamroll this. And we're going to roll on out of here. I got to hop over on Hoopball Hawks podcast. Uh, Mr. Brad Jarrett's going to have me on. We're going to talk some fantasy basketball, some Hawks fantasy stuff. And uh, if you didn't listen to yesterday's show, make sure to do so. Mr. Brad Jarrett is phenomenal. He's killing the Hoopball Hawks stuff. He's out here in the ATL doing some great things. And um, a great guy to have on the team. So I'm excited to hop over there. We're going to do some really fun stuff today on top of this show. So real quickly, just talk about these games on the college football side that I like. The two championship games that I'm looking at, Buffalo and the MAC championship. I bought the hook down to minus 13. It's at 13 and a half. And I like them to get it done. I've got minus 13 at minus 
120 for Buffalo, 13 and a half, or I'm sorry, I bought it underneath the 13. Yeah, I went to minus 130 to get to the 12 and a half to uh, get under that key number of 13. So Jarrett Patterson is all I'm going to say. Look for the running back of Buffalo. This is the kid that scored the seven touchdowns earlier in the season, had like almost 500, I think it did he have 500 rushing yards in that game against Kent State or Toledo? I can't remember. Um, but Jarrett Patterson, Jarrett Patterson, Jarrett Patterson. Buffalo's going to score lots of points. Ball State, they won the uh, MAC last year, and they're in the championship game again this year. Great on them. I didn't think they were going to be. I, I knew Buffalo was going to be, but I thought a team like Kent State was going to step up with all that talent they have at quarterback and the explosiveness. But here you've got a less than two touchdown favorite on the line, on the spread for Buffalo, over under 69A. And, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and just play. I'm okay 100% playing the over 13 and a half. I'm okay playing over 13. I wanted the insurance. I bought it down to minus 130 to get that 12 and a half point line. Buffalo is talented. Guys, I'm just going to, and gals, I'm just going to say, you know, look for the control that their quarterback has. He's got a little game management in him. He can run, he can scramble, he's accurate at times. He's got a couple of great pass catchers around him. The two edge rushers, Riggins, and um, mm, I can't remember the other stud's name, but they have two pro prospects, kind of hybrid DN, D lineman guys on the edge. Riggins is one, can't remember the other guy, but look for those guys to run some crazy stunts rolling in, getting some pressure on the quarterback, pushing guys around, and then look for Jarrett Patterson to score two touchdowns, maybe have close to 200 total yards. Buffalo rolls. Ball State lost too much from last year's team. They've had some injuries this year. They're not as efficient. Look for Buffalo to roll. And then here we have the um, UAB Marshall game. Conference USA Championship. Marshall is going to be a five-point favorite. I actually have a UAB plus five ticket. I love this UAB school. If you listen to the show earlier in the college football season, I talked about their linebacker play a lot, talked about the quarterbacks that they had. They've got a great running back in the backfield. They've got some playmakers on all assets or all facets of this team, all levels, all different levels. Now, Marshall is one of the best havoc-creating teams in the country. They disrupt and win so many line yards. They win and win and win on the line. But my thing is, is the fact that these two defenses are going to be going against each other. These two defenses are tough. These are the two top defenses in the Conference USA. UAB's had a pretty rough, um, and by rough, I mean challenging, um, very challenging uh, schedule this season. You know, recently they've had a lot of games postponed, but they um, they only lost by four to ULL, Raging Cajuns. Early in September, they played Miami. I don't know if y'all remember that. I was actually on that game on September 10th. Man, it seems like a year ago. Uh, I took the plus 14. They lost by 17 to Miami. And that was before, you know, Derek King was exposed and he was still, you know, doing his thing, but they had three straight games postponed or canceled. So, you know, the end of this UAB season kind of went a little weird, but they won me some money in some spots and some first half, first quarter spots. 
they usually get off to a decent good start. They lock in defensively um, early on in games. So look for the first half to maybe go under, first quarter to go under. Let me see what those lines and those totals are set at. First half, UAB's got a team total of seven and a half. That is absolutely enticing. First half of 21 and a half. Um, you know, I, I have no opinion. I was hoping it was going to be like 24, 27, something like that. And then I was going to maybe look at the under, but it's um, minus 125 for the over seven and a half UAB um, first half. So I'm going to actually roll on that right now. Um, you know, this is just a, a UAB team that I think that they can get a couple of possessions, um, you know, for their offense by getting stops, forcing punts in certain uh, instances. And then as far as the first quarter, um, first quarter looks like we got, yeah, so I mean, over under team total for UAB in the first quarter is a half point. So all they got to do is get a field goal in the first quarter. You win some money. If you want to take a stab at that, I ain't mad at you. I mean, I'm thinking that they can score a touchdown in the first quarter. Over under nine for the total in the first quarter, minus 15 shaded to both. So, you know, no opinion on the totals in the first quarter, first half. I do like the team total over seven and a half for UAB in the first half on top of their plus five spread. So my two college football plays for today are gonna be the favorite of Buffalo minus 13 and a half, stay away from the key number 14. Um, and then plus five, plus four and a half for UAB. I'm seeing sixes in some spots. I don't know where, <clears throat> excuse me, but they're out there apparently. All right, I'm gonna run through some other college games real, real briefly, let you know what I'm thinking. So I've got Washington State, Utah over 56. That's tomorrow. Another game tomorrow. All three of these games are tomorrow, actually. Washington State, Utah over 56. Mizzou, Missouri beating Mississippi State straight up minus 115 on the money line. You got a minus one point spread um, at minus 110. So I like the money line value. Bama, Florida, Bama minus 17. They're going to roll. Uh, Florida shell-shocked to LSU last week. I think that Florida has been exposed. Bama's on a mission. They're trying to win another title. And um, minus 17, Bama. If that scares you, maybe look at the first half. Those are the college football plays right now. Let me jump into some other stuff real quick, some NFL specifically. And like I said, I'm going to briskly and quickly move through this. I'm going to give some reasonings maybe tomorrow with Vince on a podcast, so I'm going to keep some of my diagnostics in my own brain. Cincinnati plus 13. So, yeah, Steelers are just playing garbage football right now. Under 49, Philly, Arizona. Washington plus six against Seattle. Under 51 for Houston and Indiana, Indianapolis. Houston, Indianapolis, uh, the spread, I'm going to take plus seven and a half for the Texans. Minus two and a half Chiefs against the Saints, over 51 and a half Chiefs Saints. New York Giants plus six and a half Monday night against, or I'm sorry, Sunday night against the Browns, over 44 and a half in the Jets Rams game. Rams could score 40 by themselves. Jets plus 17. I know that might contradict what I just said about the Rams scoring 40, because if the Rams score 40, that means the Jets are probably only scoring 10. But, you know, 
We'll see how it goes. Plus 17. There's a system I'm following that liked them. So I'm going to take a stab. Under 50 and a half, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. Chicago, Minnesota, under 47. If you don't notice it, I'm going to point it out. Look at this trend of my picks with divisional unders. San Francisco minus three at Dallas. If you want to buy the hook to get it to minus two and a half, I am not going to be mad at you. Chances are it might even drop that way for you. Well, folks, listeners of all ages, races, species, and gender, that is going to do the show today. And uh, sorry for the abrupt, just crazy um, hastiness of it all, but I figured it was worth getting this show in earlier. I got some wager pass stuff to write. I got some more numbers to dig into. So do keep a check out on the Twitter and on everything as far as what's being submitted so you know exactly where I landed. But I wanted to just open up my brain so y'all could see exactly how it is. I look at these numbers when I'm doing it at 1, 1 1.32 in the morning, trying to get a leg up, trying to get the best number, trying to dig into this stuff for you. So let me know your questions, thoughts, and opinions. Hop over on WagerPass. Come join us on the Discord servers. I've got a couple of messages to respond to right now. I've seen pop up while I was doing this show. Uh, again, shout out to Blake Lowich. Looks like his uh, he's got a message in there waiting for us on the Discord side. So come chat with us, guys. It's a fun, fun time. We had a major sweat going on with the Raiders that didn't help last night, but there were some funny gifts being shared, some you know words of wisdom and um, it's just a good, good time. You're going to get some in-depth looks. I was messaging the Discord at about 1.30 this morning when I was looking at my stuff. I talked about Virginia Military Institute VMI today against Gardner-Webb that just tipped off. Um, so I know the show didn't get to it in time, but if you're in that Discord server, you're going to see it probably multiple hours prior. So you're going to get a little bit of a heads up in that regard. Check out the wager pass hoop-ball.com, the premium stuff to get your fantasy uh, analysis to help you win your leagues. I'm looking forward to it. I'm killing my draft right now. My team looks great. Thanks to the guys over on the fantasy side. We have the DFS pass, Santino, David, Micah Patria. We just have a phenomenal group over there. We got box score breakdowns. Don't forget to keep an eye out for the rest of the hoop ball stuff out there on Spotify, iHeart, Twitter, at Hootball Gaming, at Hootball Tweets, at Hootball Fantasy. Again, I'm at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. Devin Ellington in real life. Call me what you want. I've been called worse before, I assume. And that will do it for me today, folks. I'm sending you all of my good vibes, all of my good energies. And I'll see you on the next one. Let's go win some cash. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.